Greetings, and welcome to The Unconventional Path, Entrepreneurship and Innovation Stories and Ideas. I'm Bela Musitz, the host for this episode of the podcast. This is one of our short video series podcasts, where I conversed with C-level business leaders about building great organizations. These interviews were originally taped several years ago, when I was the dean of the business school at Union Graduate College. I believe they deserve to be re-edited and presented to a broader audience. So here's one of them, more to follow. Today's guest is Mary Kriegett. She is a VP of Human Resources. We talked about all sorts of topics related to human resources. Hope you enjoy our conversation. So when you're, when you're looking to hire members of your team, you're looking to hire some HR professionals to round out the, the HR function, what do you look for there? What I look for is um, I look for someone that has business acumen, which might be a surprise to people in the HR field. Um, we're, HR is now looked at to, to really help the business grow, and my staff, my senior mm -hmm. manager staff, they are leaned on to really help people work through complex issues, and the business acumen that they need to possess is, is much more than it ever had been in the past. Uh, the other thing that's very important to me is, um, and it's a little contradictory to traditionally type A people get into HR, mm -hmm. um, what you have to have is the ability to be flexible. Uh, the business in these environments, are there's constant change, constant change. You have to be able to be nimble. You have to be able to advise under these circumstances, and then when they change Overnight, you have to switch gears mm -hmm. and be able to provide the same kind of guidance um, over here. And people look to those people to, they look for the, the behavior mm -hmm. of that HR person that's guiding them. And we end up teaching a lot through those types of interactions. And so my staff they have to take in all of this. They mm -hmm. have to take in people's stress. They have to take right. in people's problems. And but they have to be the solution-oriented person, not the person that's going to you know get down into the um, the pity party or the right, I'm right. a victim. They've got to be able to lift people. And I find that if you are a person that can be flexible and stay in the day and um, not be so much in the black and white, but can operate in the gray, mm -hmm. then you're a much more successful HR business partner to right, someone. Right. right. So if, if there was a person who's interested in getting into the HR field and they were thinking about going to graduate school, mm -hmm. uh, what kind of advice would you give them for where to focus some of their education or, you know, it, what type of experiences would you, would you think mm -hmm. would be valuable for them to have? I think a variety of experiences would be very important. Mm -hmm. um, when you want to go into HR, <laughs> uh, typically people don't know what that really means. Mm -hmm. um, you have to immerse yourself in some place 
that you can get the full scope of what HR is and what it can be for you and your career. Uh, another thing that they really should start to look at is, is what are they naturally good at mm -hmm. when it comes to all the different functions of HR because HR, you can be very specialized. You can be um, just an HRIS person. Um, all you do is systems. And uh, type A people work great in I that see. piece. But if you want a management track, mm -hmm. if, if that's your goal is to lead and, and be in a position like mine, you have to get very deep experiences in each one of these functional areas, benefits, compensation, systems, recruiting. And I love to see resumes where people have actually done those jobs. They've done payroll. They've done benefits for two solid years. Mm -hmm. they, they've really immersed themselves in that function to learn it. Uh, because when you're out on the peripheral of that and you're just an HR generalist, right. you don't really get the day-to-day. -day. Mm -hmm. And you would be a much better leader if you're looking for that management position or you want to do a group, manage a group, even if it's a small company, you have to, you're expected to know everything about everything. Yes. So I would always advise people get as many internships, co-ops, work for free, mm -hmm. uh, volunteer in um, local chapters, CRHRA, uh, get really immersed so that they can explore it properly because I think a lot of you still have the I like to work with people right <laughs> and so I want to be in HR uh, and yes you do need to like to work with people but there's so much more to it right now one of of course the big responsibilities of HR is in hiring Sure. And, and in, in trying to weed through the thousand resumes you get for the one mm -hmm. position. Um, so when, when you're looking at a potential candidate for a position, what are some of the key things that you look for? I'm not talking about you know, their technical skills, right? But I'm sort of thinking about more of the person. What are some of the sure. key attributes you look for? Yeah, I would say that um, we're getting more and more focused on EQ emotional intelligence and, and training people to recognize that. Um, it's, it's a new-ish type mm -hmm. of assessment that's gaining more and more uh, credibility. And for what, I, what we try to teach people is to help identify EQ in, in interviews. Mm -hmm. So as, aside from the technical and making sure that they've got the experience, EQ ends up coming into play um, much more than people give it credit for. Right, right. So can you just explain a little bit of what EQ is? I'm not sure. familiar with that. Okay. Um, it, is, it is how someone is able to utilize their skills in recognizing their emotional behaviors and also those that are coming at them mm -hmm. and how to use those in a leadership way. So, for instance, um, self-awareness. If someone is very self-aware, they are typically a very good listener mm -hmm. um, because they are aware of all of the data coming to them. They're willing to be patient to hear it. They're not impulsive. So impulse control tends yes. to be an EQ type thing. Um, they are can be indicators for how someone has the ability to work within groups, lead groups, work through problems, things of that nature. Okay. 
And is that a formal assessment you guys do, or is it more, a little more informal? It's a, right now at this point, it's more informal. Um, it's more of getting people to understand what it is. Mm -hmm. We've just really kind of started on, okay. this, on this track. Um, we're starting to use it more in, in our development for assessments. So um, internal assessments of existing employees. Yes. So use it for both right. new and existing. Right. Excellent. Right. Now I know in, in your professional background you've worked for small companies and you've worked now large mm -hmm. companies. Uh, not-for-profits, if I think yeah. I remember correctly, and for-profit yes. businesses. Yes. So uh, compare and contrast those you know, experiences, and, and are there lessons to be learned from each one of those? I think there are lessons to be learned. Um, put in your tool chest, mm -hmm. if you may. Um, I tell everyone that somewhere in your career you should always work for a startup, no matter what. It is unlike other experiences that you'll have. Uh, you learn... Um, a lot about um, your business acumen mm -hmm. it gets very sharp when you work for a startup. You have the ability to wear a lot of hats where you might not typically be able to do that in, in other places. So I always say to people, if you have an opportunity to do a stint in a startup, it, you'll never regret it because you will gain so much depth in your knowledge. Um, as, as far as comparing from an HR perspective, um, it is ironically not that different. Mm -hmm. um, people are people, even comparatively to our international staff. There are so many similarities. Yes, are there cultural differences, but they don't outweigh the basic, what does it take someone to be engaged. Mm -hmm. How do you engage your employees? How do you retain your employees? How do you make their work environment something that they want to come to? And that is similar across every industry, every type and size of company that I've ever worked for. Right. So you, you think about, you know, each company sort of has its own culture, mm -hmm. right? Whether the companies are geographically located next door, but now you're talking about this added complexity of it's a different country. Right. <laughs> they speak different languages, right? They truly have a different culture. Mm -hmm. So how do you sort of try to meld those cultures together to make sure that they're not in conflict with each other? And do you find yourself having to maybe change some of your policies because some of the policies that work for a company located in the United States may not work for a company located in Belgium? Correct. Yeah. And, and the other complexity for international is that because their laws are, are different, they're yes. very different than operating in the United States. You've got employment laws. Employment laws. And you can't substantially change someone's um, policies or benefits. As in the U.S., you could just bring them on and say, here's your benefit here's, package. Yes. Um, you can't substantially change that because it's considered an employment contract. So there's a lot of due diligence that happens up front to understand what we can and cannot change. And typically, it's you can't change much. Mm -hmm. uh, so it ends up being, from an international perspective, it ends up being more of that personal, making sure they feel connected to this company. Typically, those have been small acquisitions. So it ends up being where, where individuals are nervous about being part of a big American corporation, mm -hmm. and you have to kind of demystify that Got for it. them. And we have found success in that by just being there, mm -hmm. uh, showing up, 
being there, spending time there, rotating leaders there so that they feel a connection. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you found this episode interesting and thought-provoking. If you have any questions about what we discussed, please get in touch with us. Our email is bela.and.mike at gmail.com. And we also appreciate if you would subscribe or follow the show. So until next time, signing off from upstate New York, see you all soon.